Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas wherever you find yourself this morning. It was great to gather last night for our Christmas Eve service to celebrate the birth of Christ. And uh, today we're functioning as the church scattered. I know we're all kind of in different places throughout the community. And in many ways, this seems like a fitting way to celebrate Christmas. Christmas, uh, among many things, is a celebration of the incarnation. At Christmas, we tell the story of a God who has come close to dwell among us. In the message paraphrase of John 1.14, we read that the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. This reminds us that God has come to move in, to dwell in the everyday spaces that we inhabit, in our neighborhoods, our homes, our workplaces. God is not meant to be cordoned off into just religious spaces or church buildings, limited to an hour on a Sunday morning. But God wants to be central and to dwell in our homes. Yet in the Christmas story, we recall that initially there was no room for Christ. There was no room in the inn. And perhaps that's a challenge for us to reflect on. Do we sometimes struggle to make Christ central in our life? Or do we have a tendency to split him off from the everyday spaces? This morning, I thought we could reflect a little bit on how we might make room for Christ in the various places that we find ourselves this Christmas morning. As I was preparing for this morning, I was thinking about the diversity of our experience as a congregation. We are likely inhabiting different kinds of places, depending on the season we are in. Perhaps some of us today find ourselves in some lonely places this Christmas. I know some of you are feeling a bit isolated from others because of, of illnesses this year. Some of us may be looking at empty spaces at the table this Christmas as we reckon with the loss of, of loved ones. Perhaps there is some emptiness in our hearts this Christmas. And if that is where you find yourself, my, my prayer is that we might find ways or discover the way God wants to enter in those places of emptiness. It's notable that in the first Christmas story, it is those who are humble, those who are poor in spirit, that are the most receptive to the coming of Christ. It's the humble Mary that makes room for Christ to dwell within her. It is the, the shepherds who are often relegated to the outskirts of town, who have a rough life, who take center stage. Indeed, when the nativity story comes to a conclusion, and when Jesus is growing up and preaches for the first time, he declares that he has come for those who are poor, for those who are disheartened. He quotes Isaiah 61, saying, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to the captives, to the blind, to those who are oppressed. Indeed, Jesus announces this radical role reversal. He says to those who are poor in spirit, those who are mourning, those who are hungering and thirsting for what is right, that they are the blessed ones, for they have room for the kingdom of God to come in. They have room for God to come and comfort and to fill. I think about others of us, perhaps 
inhabiting some very busy, chaotic spaces this morning. Some of us are probably having a day full of family gatherings. We're attending to parenting responsibilities. We're dealing with kids who are crashing after the high of opening presents and eating too many sweets. We have busy schedules this week. And in those spaces, it sometimes may feel difficult to make room for Christ. We may feel distracted, uh, struggling to make room for contemplation and reflecting, maybe even listening to this with your kids in the background is hard to do. Yet I wonder how we might make room for Christ in the places of busyness and places of domestic responsibilities. I was uh, drawn to a small detail in Luke chapter one this year as uh, the angel announces to Zechariah that he and Elizabeth will give birth to John the Baptist. It says of John that of all the things he will do, one of them is that he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. That's in Luke 1, 17. This caught my attention as a father of young children. It's a reminder that it is in those spaces of parenting and domestic responsibilities that discipleship is happening. I've kind of strategically angled my camera here to avoid some of the chaos of the signs that come with uh, living with three young boys. But I've started to see some of the ways that the challenges of making room for others is actually a way that God is at work, forming, growing us as people. I recently uh, finished a book by Ronald Rollheiser called Domestic Monastery. And he's asking this very question, how is the domestic space a place where we grow as disciples? And he tells the story of a, a man named Carlo Coretto, who's a prominent spiritual writer in the 20th century. And Coretto spent uh, much of his life as a hermit living in the Sahara Desert, devoting his life to prayer to solitude. What Credo noticed, though, is that his mother, who spent nearly 30 years raising children, was much more contemplative and less selfish than he was. And as he compared their experiences, he noticed that the, the constant demands of caring for others is a formative place, a place where Christ is at work. I wonder if one of the ways that we make room for Christ this Christmas in our homes is by tending to the needs of those who are closest to us. Is that how Christ may be dwelling in our homes today? Perhaps uh, others of us feel disconnected from the Christmas story. Perhaps as you're listening in, you're, you're just feeling skeptical of the claims of Christianity in this season, or maybe frustrated and turned off from the church or the religious institutions. And I wonder where God might want to meet us in those places as well. In our Advent series this year, we've noted that the journey to saying yes to God often is a long process, and that it involves engaging and confronting our doubts and our skepticism and our fears. Mary herself started off in a place of skepticism, as she asked, how can this be? We noticed that Mary did not have to 
leave her mind at the door and avoid her questions, but it was through honesty and authenticity that a deeper surrender was possible. She asked questions, and yet she remained open to the possibility that there was a bigger reality beyond what she could currently understand or, or comprehend. Again, it's notable that the, the people who take center stage again in the Christmas story are not the religious leaders or the Sunday school teachers. In fact, many of them opt out of going to Bethlehem. The people that show up at the manger again are the shepherds and, and the pagan philosophers from the East. This tells us something significant about the kind of kingdom that Jesus has come to set up. Luke 2 says that he has come with good news that will be for all the people. Jesus comes with an expansive embrace to those who are outside of the religious institution, those who perhaps feel disconnected from the story. I pray that if that's the space you find yourself in today, you might experience and, and hear the good news of a God who reaches out to embrace you and to welcome you in love. You too belong in the story. Well, as we conclude, uh, I invite all of us to reflect on how God might be asking us to make room for him by also welcoming those outside of our homes today. Could we pause for a moment this Christmas and reflect on how God might be inviting us to open our homes to the poor, the homeless, the sick, the refugee. And Dorothy Day uh, once uh, wrote this, it is no use saying we were born 2000 years too late to give room to Christ. Christ is always with us, always asking for room in our hearts, but now it is with the voice of our contemporaries that he speaks. She goes on to name some of the current contemporary voices that Christ speaks through. As she references Matthew 25, may recall that it is in the voice of those who are suffering. It's when we make room for those who are sick or in need that we are actually welcoming Christ himself. Where does God uh, want to open our, our hearts and our homes to those in need to expand our embrace to all the people that he longs to draw into his kingdom? This Christmas, I pray that we would discover ways to make room for Christ in our hearts and our homes. As the great carol, Joy to the World says, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. May we make room for Christ in our homes today, whether that's in lonely places or busy places, places of skepticism or places of suffering know that there is a Christ who comes to dwell with you, to move into your neighborhood, to move into your home. Let every heart then prepare your room. Merry Christmas and God bless you.